Welcome on in everyone to another episode of Sigh of the Storm. My name is Evan Wessling, and as always, I'm joined alongside my co-host, Mr. Brandon S., as we are here to recap Iowa State's loss against Oklahoma State yesterday, and then we'll obviously wrap it up with a preview um, for Iowa State's matchup Wednesday against TCU. So before we go ahead and get into it, Brandon, how are you doing today? Doing pretty well. Just got back from the Beauty and the Beast competition, so that's always fun, one of the more interesting environments that you can be in all year, but I mean, I'm doing better today than I was late last night, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously, uh, Iowa State shockingly lost to Oklahoma State 50, or 64-56. I think the big thing to start it off, um, you know, I think the only team at this point we were kind of like, ooh, okay, maybe we don't go undefeated at home is TCU. And this one certainly came by surprise, especially once we got the news that Avery Anderson was not going to be playing. And so it really felt like it wasn't going to be that much of a battle. And instead, Iowa State comes out with an L. So um, before we go ahead and dive deep into it, we'll, we'll start off with the scoring um, or the lack thereof for the Cyclones. Uh, so we'll start there. The leader was Jazz Kunch off, off the bench with 13. Behind him, Taman. Another good game offensively for him, having 12. Uh, and then 9 from Shun, 8 from Jaron, 6 from Gabe, and then 4 apiece from both uh, Grill and Burt. Uh, Trey King played 10 minutes uh, but did not play. Um, as for the Cowboys, they were led um, by John Michael Wright. He totaled 19. Um, behind him, Bryce Thompson had 12. Uh, Caleb Asbury, he had 10. Um, Caleb Boone had 8. Um, that was kind of the big names. Uh, I guess Cissé had 4 with 2 blocks. Um, but yeah, I'd, what's your what's your big takeaway? We'll start it off there. Big takeaway is we can't make free throws. Yeah. I think that's the easiest point to look at is box score says 9 of 19. But it's more like 9 front- of 26. With the amount of front end of one and ones that were missed, yeah, uh, especially in a game where you couldn't do anything offensively, uh, it's you know you can't go forty seven percent of the line according to the box score. Um, as Brandon noted, it would have been way more um, if you kind of put into a factor of the free throws that you didn't get the opportunity to shoot because you missed the front end of the run and ones. And the really surprising thing I would say is Caleb going one of five, um, two times before half he missed front end of one and ones and you know kind of around the two minute mark or maybe a minute and a half Brandon's like man I feel like we should be up 10 and then at half he's like well Caleb just kind of gave away four points so yeah we really should be up mm-hmm. 10 and you know, you know you look back I mean those are the big ones and you know Jaron going two of four is pretty normal Tam in two of three that's kind of on par for him going over to that is completely on par um it's just more caleb he's usually pretty locked in if he misses one um it's or even two you kind of expect him to really snap back in it uh but he just wasn't really uh mentally in check i felt like for that game kind of had a little bit of an explosion throughout the game and maybe that's not not really a huge talking point but I feel like the last two games he's kind of been losing his temper a little bit more, but uh, just frustrations. Um, he's kind of, you know, he didn't have a good day yesterday. Um, but, no, I completely agree. Free throws is a huge issue. Um, and, you know, in this kind of game you need them, and they couldn't do it, whereas Okie State 14 of 20, you know, 
70% as a team is still not a great percentage, but it was good enough to get the job done. And, you know, the big one was Caleb Asbury going 5-5 five of five down the stretch, and he was kind of the one that salted it away. So, I mean, I, I'd say that, that for sure is a big one. And my kind of big second bullet point is just getting out physical again. Uh, yeah, I think there was a little bit of that. And some of that's just kind of a carryover from how the game was called in Morgantown. So you see Shun and Burt kind of playing soft in the post. It's because they got called for pretty much everything. So it's just a little bit of overcompensation there. But, I mean, as you get to halftime and it's called completely differently, you have to adjust, and that's something we didn't really see. We saw very little zone in the second half, even though they were pretty much doing whatever they wanted on offense. And overall, the energy was just really low out of the team. I mean, Caleb got a technical. He's the only one that out there that really looked like he cared. Yeah. It just kind of seemed like they expected to win at home, and we see so many times this team is not talented enough to just walk in and win any game. Yeah, and certainly Mike Boykins kind of made the blueprint to beat us. Uh, I think he's 3-1 and one since Otz has taken over. Um, we scored 36 against him last year, 56 this time. I think it was what? 59 or it wasn't much yeah, the last and um obviously we did beat him in Stillwater, but it was barely and it was in overtime i think we put up 70 plus but he certainly has had our number for sure um and we'll kind of talk about the stand i think what well, we can jump into standings real quick because it's something to keep an eye on um so texas is now somehow kansas is second it's just kind of them and Bay. It's not shocking. It's, it's not shocking. It's just kind of, you know, I mean, Kansas State, us, I mean, we were up there for a while. Not to say that either of us really thought both of those teams would stick. Um, but, no, I think probably the three teams that should be at the top for the first place are there right now. Texas being 9-3, and three, they are one game ahead of both Kansas and Baylor as they are tied at 8-4 and four for second place. There is a three-way tie for fourth. That would be us, Kansas State, and now Oklahoma State who does control a tiebreaker over us, which is not good. Um, And then behind them, TCU is one game behind that three-way tie at fourth place at 6-6. And And West Virginia is in eighth at 4-8. And And then Texas Tech and Oklahoma um, tied for ninth at 2-10. The big thing I want to talk about um, is now at this point, we, I think I'm shifted to, okay, let's not fall to Wednesday. Yep, for the big top. Big call tournament. Yeah. Like you're looking stay six or above, and honestly, I don't know any of the top three teams right now. You do not want to play. I think Kansas is going to get right back on track. Baylor is probably the best team in the conference now that they're healthy, and Texas is what they are. They have the pieces that they can explode on any night, or they could lay an egg on any night. So, yeah, I think even if you do end up on Wednesday in a seven ten or something, you're going to get an extra win probably. I don't see them losing to Oklahoma or Texas Tech. So it's that, but I see what you're saying as you're going down there. You well, I, I maybe if if it's yeah. on Wednesday, I don't know how that's... I mean, if they win, then I can go up Thursday still, but it's... I'm, I'm kind of in a nervous situation because I was supposed to go. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's different as I don't really care that much about Kansas City at this point just because yeah. we're not really stacked up to it win down the stretch when we can't stay consistent and we're pretty much always splitting as we look at it all these weeks and obviously this week's different but you've just been splitting every single week so you can't just go one and one in Kansas City no 
So, I don't know. I think I'm more looking at the big tournament at this point and just staying above that five line. Yeah, and probably it was still kind of a long shot, um, but Des Moines probably off the list for Iowa yep. State now. Um, but, yeah, just quickly talking about those standings, I'm more in a nervous situation because I do want to be able to go to Kansas City because that is the highlight of my spring break. So that that is where I'm kind of making sure, hey, let's let's uh, let's stay up there. But um, I guess before we go ahead and jump on a TCU, anything overall you want to say? I, I just think for me it was it was just – kind of another situation where when these guards are kind of I don't know if like I would say shut down they kind of I mean the team just kind of plays one-on-one and they pass it around the top of the key or around the uh, the three-point line and it's just stagnants and they just throw something up um yeah I don't I don't know I think when Oklahoma State has guys like Cissé and Boone we get really tentative to drive in the lane, and that's when we're really good. Um, you didn't see any out-of-bounds plays where we got easy layups like we've seen in past games. I think their length just really screwed us up a little bit, and obviously we didn't come out with any energy, really. The crowd was just weird. I, I feel know. like they – I feel like we yeah, we can say we because you know, we're obviously a part of it. I, I would say we did what we could. I think there were stretches down in the game when it was, you know, tied and, you know – we were on defense and we got loud. Right when Iowa State was on defense and you know the crowd got loud, um, I, it's just hard in this kind of game. There wasn't any energy to kind of pump in and um, yeah, I don't I don't know. It was just a weird atmosphere. I mean, students didn't really show up compared to the last games, which isn't shocking. But five o'clock on Saturday, you should show up. Probably don't have a whole lot of other stuff to do. I mean, it's middle of February. What are you gonna do? Go sit in the snow? But I don't know. <laughs> It's, it's, this is a game you really need to just get right in the next one. Yeah. And if you don't, you're looking at a five-game losing streak. Yeah, and that was going to be the big point I was going to bring up um, as we got to that. So, obviously. Um, and hope Amy doesn't call a game. Yeah. Well, Iowa State uh, will play Wednesday against TCU. Again, Iowa State is a game ahead. Um, Iowa State is a 77.1% favorite in the ESPN matchup predictor. The big question mark for this game is Mike Miles. He was questionable going into their game against Baylor on Saturday or yesterday. Did not play. So that does feel like in classic Iowa State fashion and luck, Mike Miles will make his return against us. Now, don't quote me on that. That's just a good feeling. No, he's playing. (laughs) I just accept it right now. He'll go off for 30 on a broken leg. It doesn't matter. And when he's in the game, it just makes all that difference because he's really the catalyst for the fast break, and that's how they outscore teams. Yeah. But they're also on kind of a losing streak right now, so it's just kind of both teams really need this game, and I think Iowa State really needs it. Otherwise, you're looking at a big losing streak, and you can't have that going into March. No. Um, so just to allude to you guys, Brandon said this a couple times uh, just recently, talking about this losing streak. Um so what he's getting at, obviously, if you do not win Wednesday against TCU, that will put Iowa State on a three-game losing streak currently. And then, again, for those who do not know, the following two games will be at Kansas State and at Texas. So that is where he's getting at, and that's probably a fair assessment. You can definitely jot in Texas for a loss. Um, I don't think Iowa State probably wins in Manhattan, but that's certainly way more of a possibility than Texas, and they're certainly starting to come down to earth a little bit more. 
Um, and even you look at that game in Ames, and obviously we're not talking about that K-State game yet, um, but Iowa State didn't really play its best game defensively. They were just really good offensively. Um, so that, that'll that be an interesting one, but we won't talk about that too far. We're going to talk about the other team in purple. Um, so bouncing back to TCU, obviously Mike Miles, their leading scorer, averaging 18 a game. Um, I don't exactly remember what the injury was. I know it was knee-related. Was it hyperextended knee? Something Do you remember? Like that. I don't remember exactly. Uh, it was in the, their SEC Big 12 Challenge game. I believe they played Mississippi State. Yeah. Um, so he's missed their last three then. Yep, and they missed last three. last week. Yeah, so if that tells you how important he is, uh, to quickly go back around to the game out in Fort Worth. Obviously, again, Iowa State won that one, sixty nine, sixty seven. Control the lead, a big one at that for the majority of the the game. Loss at the end. Gabe bailed the team out with a step back three for the win. Um, he was the leading scorer with fifteen. This was a really balanced game for Iowa State. Taman had ten. Jaron had ten. Bert had 10, mm-hmm. <laughs> and Trey had 12. Um, so that was the big one. Grill only had three that game. Um, uh, as for TCU, they were led, shocker, by Mike Miles with, on his average 18. Damian Baugh had 17. After that, it was a major drop-off. Um, they had seven from Manuel Miller and uh, O'Banner. Um Lampkin had six, so it's really just their five. Micah Peavy's kind of their plug-in defensive player. Um, Ten players did play against us, and having eight points also was Jacoby Coles. But, um, I mean, really, it's it's their starting five. That's that's who wins those games for them. As I mentioned, Micah Peavy kind of comes in every now and then as a defensive presence, but um, it's really Mike Miles. Or you can play the same strategy of if he comes back and he is, he is still Mike Miles, then it should be similar to your Kansas script of let Jalen Wilson get his 26. Do not let Dick score anything. So in that case, do not let Damian Baugh do anything or Emmanuel Miller um, or Chuck O'Banner. It's just you can't let, you know, Mike Mike can get his 26 if that's what he wants to do. But, it's again, it's making sure it's no, it's not, you know, those other guys getting 12 apiece or something along those lines. Um, so I think that's a big thing. It's a very similar script in terms of Kansas. Now, the difference is TCU does have a lot more options, obviously, than Kansas. I'm just giving you a Kansas comparison because this is a very similar sense and like what what we've seen free uh, as of late. Um, but yeah, obviously TCU has way more options to score the ball. Um, but it's it's just make sure it's not multiple guys really dominating the game. Yeah, for sure. And as you said, Mike can get his. It's the same exact script. You just can't go zone against them because they have the shooters that are consistent enough and they play fast enough where you can't exactly get set up. So it's one of these games where you can't struggle defensively right out the gate because you don't really have another option. Same thing with foul trouble. If you get in foul trouble, it's going to be a problem. And with a guy like Lampkin down low, it can happen, especially with Burt playing how he has been the last five games and Shun didn't really do anything against Oklahoma State so it's it'll be a tough game I would expect this to be down to the wire again let's try not to foul four three-point shooters this time maybe get Taman to close out better even if they are sticking out their leg (laughs) he's not salty not at all um but yeah I mean this is a huge game for both teams um I think you know TC loses this I can pull up their schedule real quick. Not that it's a huge difference maker, 
Um, you know, they have Oklahoma State after, which is actually a huge game um, in terms of either TCU can slide down to the seven and Okie State can take the six. Yep. It's just one of those two teams needs to fall off if you're Iowa State to give you some help to make sure you don't fall underneath that six spot. Um, because obviously, just kind of looking at the schedule, most likely if Iowa State does lose on Wednesday, they are probably looking at a 9-9 nine and nine finish at best, in my opinion, in the Big 12. Um, and here Jeez. we were a couple of days ago talking about 11-7 and seven at minimum, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, last week we were sitting here tied for first in the conference. Yeah. <laughs> That's changed quickly. But and now we're talking about just avoiding playing on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, look, you're in the tournament unless you completely melt down, which won't happen. You'll win two games at home at least, hopefully three. So you're not falling below a six or a seven seed, realistically. And you're just hoping to stay above that 5-12 game because that's just the biggest trap you can play, especially with all the really good mid-major teams this year. And Big 12 tournament-wise, you're probably going to get a tough matchup no matter where you end up now because you're not winning at Kansas State or Texas. More than likely, and you got Baylor to finish it out, you're probably not winning there. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, I think the big thing for me is, you know, this is a massive one. Um, You know, it gives Iowa State probably a 10-8 and finish, which should put you in the top six, which is where I'm looking at. Um, I feel like of those three teams that you could probably get in Kansas City, um... Part of me it feels like Texas is maybe your best option. I said Texas or Kansas. Definitely not Baylor. Yeah, no. I think we can agree on that. I think Baylor is the only team in the conference that could actually win a national championship. Yeah. Um, but, no, obviously this is a big game for Iowa State upcoming on Wednesday. Um, yeah, it's just this is a huge one in terms of, you, you know, you're avoiding a collapse. Yeah at this point that that's what it's all about um if iowa state does lose it makes that game saturday absolutely critical um but obviously as always going to and would be big um but this also feels like a big week to possibly make up and not to say i can see them winning in manhattan but that does does give you the tiebreaker over them with the sweep and iowa state and kansas state most likely We'll finish around the same spot. Both games this week are huge tiebreaker-wise, especially yeah. for Oh, I, I didn't even think about that. For, I think I may have mentioned that for TCU earlier, actually. They'll but. probably be right around us when it comes to the end of the season, so it's really them and Kansas State. If you can sweep both of them, that'll be really big, and that probably puts you in the 5 or 4 conversation. Yeah, if you go 2-0 and this week, you're 100% not playing on Wednesday, unless, you know... I don't even want to think about if you sweep those and you're still playing on Wednesday, what the hell happened? <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know. I I just I – th- I think the big thing is kind of, I don't know, just easing some guys back down to earth or not, not that they were, like, on top of it, but Caleb and Gabe have not been good the f- past few games. Uh, so getting them back to their normal selves would be really big. Yeah, for sure. It's – you have to win Wednesday. You have to get right. I mean, that was the first game we've lost at home this season. TCU's had our number at home for a long time now. I can't remember the last time we beat them at home. 
but I don't know. It's I don't know. I don't like I don't like Jamie Dixon against Hots. I really like his coaching style and how he adjusts in the second half. And you saw it down there. It, even if we have a lead late, it's not safe, and we've proven to struggle with leads late. So I don't love this game, but I do think they're probably gonna win it by five or six. It'll be close. Okay. Um. Hmm. Well, first off, can we can we put the zero and two week on Brandon's fault? He went two and zero, being positive. That's not his true I self. Three and zero. So, <laughs> yikes. Uh, no, but not not to put the blame. I I won't predict them to lose. I just want to sit here saying. You got to prove something Wednesday. I think you're back into that spot for me. Um, just in the, the terms of, again, we haven't seen Gabe or Grill be who they are the last few games. Um, Taman's really stepped up. Um, Jaron was pretty good versus West Virginia, but he was not very good against Okie State. I just think... Um, for me personally, I need to see Gabe and Kalsher to come back to who they are. That's that's what I'm – I mean, I know I just mentioned that earlier. Um, I, I will say I would say wins by a sh- short margin. Um, but, man, I, I my my big key is getting those two guys back. Yeah, for sure. If Jazz is your leading scorer, you're not going to win. No. It's pretty simple. And I love Jazz, but, I mean – him leading with 13 or whatever it was, yeah. and Tannen being the second leading scorer, that's not going to work. You need Jaron to be that guy that can go get you 18 a night. And you need Gabe to hit one or two threes every once in a while, shoot a good percentage. Mm. And then it comes down to hopefully Burt doesn't shoot free throws. We'll see. I don't know. It's And I don't understand why we still aren't going to Demarion and Ward, especially when we're in a big drought and they're instant energy bringers, but it is what it is. Hopefully we figure something out on Wednesday, and it's really just a must-win. You don't want to say that because you're solidly in the tournament, but it's must-win for you to maintain the positive trajectory going forward. Yeah. Um, With that, that is going to go ahead and wrap things up today. Um, Obviously, be sure to go ahead and check us out on Twitter. Uh, In the description down below will be the... um, our Twitter ads for the account, which is at side of the storm. And then also me and Brandon's personal Twitters as well. Um, outside of that, um, this is going to be out obviously on Sunday. So if you're listening today, hopefully enjoy the Super Bowl. E A G L E S Eagles fly go birds. Not rooting for the chiefs. Um, but no, hopefully you guys do enjoy the Super Bowl. If you are chiefs fans, I'm sorry. I hope you lose. Um, but yeah, anything you got, uh, to, before we close it off. I'm cheering for the Chiefs. No! Okay, so there might only be one person on this podcast um, come the recap for Thursday, just, just mentioning <laughs> this. Uh, no, um, but we got we got Pizza Pit on the way, and for those who have had that name, you know how good that is. If you haven't, if you go to a game and you need some food afterwards, it is a great spot, um, so go ahead and check that out. But, um, yeah, you guys, just going to go ahead and finish things off for us today. We'll be back thursday to react to hopefully a um big win against ccu Uh, until then though roll clones baby